Hope everybody's had a good week this week. Christmas is a week and a half away. Ain't it, ain't it kind of weird how when you're, when you're young, like Christmas can't come quick enough. It seems like Christmas is 10 years between Christmases. And then as you get older, it seems like Christmas is about every other month. It's just, it's crazy how that works. It's, it's weird and wild stuff. But All right, Galatians chapter 6. We are just about to wrap this thing up. We're getting pretty close. Galatians chapter 6. Verses 6 through 11, or excuse me, through 10, 6 through 10. Give everybody a second to turn there. Galatians chapter 6, verses 6 through 10. Last week we talked about uh, carrying one another's burdens, but not not only uh, being there for one another and taking care of each other in our times of burden, but also uh, in times when we need uh, correcting. We need to uh, be there to correct one another as brothers and sisters in Christ, but we need to do so out of love. We don't want to become judgmental. We want to be careful to guard ourselves. One, that we might not give in to uh, some temptation to sin that somebody we're trying to help. We don't give in to that same temptation. Uh, but also, and more so what I think Paul is talking about, and that is that we need to examine our own lives. That is, not to think too highly of ourselves and be uh, judgmental for somebody else for a sin they may be committing, when we ourselves uh, more than likely have some areas that we need to address. And so it's not that we don't need to, to help one another and carry each other's burdens and maybe address and correct when there's a need for that, uh, but we also want to always be looking at ourselves and experiencing uh, God's grace and mercy for ourselves so that we can uh, give that to those uh, the other brothers and sisters in Christ uh, that may need to experience that. So uh, we've kind of been on this theme for the last few weeks where Paul has shifted talking about the works of the flesh and the works of the Spirit. And we've kind of been uh, talking about that uh, over the last two weeks, and we're going to continue with that tonight. So we'll pray, and then we'll read the text. Father God, I come to you. I thank you for uh, the freedom to come into your house tonight, and it is good, dear Lord. Uh, as Jennings said a while ago, uh, Jesus is just, he's cool, dear Lord Jesus. You're, you're awesome. You're so good to us. And, and sometimes, God, I just, I forget how awesome you are. And, and the hustle and bustle of life and, and the sinfulness that sometimes creeps into my life, dear Lord, into my bad attitude, into my worries and all these other things, God, I, I sometimes forget how awesome that Jesus is. But I pray in this season that you would help me to remember that, that you would just Recall that to my mind, but more importantly, to my heart, God. Now, I pray that for each one of us here. God, maybe there are some that are just on fire for you, dear Lord, and that's great. Maybe there are some that just kind of are like me, that sometimes forget just how how great you are, Lord Jesus. It's not that we don't know it. We do know it, but sometimes we just need to be reminded of it. And so I pray that you would do that for us tonight and during this Christmas season. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Verse 6. The one who is taught the message must share all his good things with the teacher. Now, this, this is a little, little uh, kind of a shift from what he had been talking about, what Paul had been talking about here. And what I think Paul's talking about here is that, look, there are those who are going to come and those who are going to teach and those who are going to preach. And he says, look, those who come, those of you who have good a share with those people. Now, that might not be the context of what Paul is talking about here. But based on the context of the rest of Scripture, that's, that's a pretty common thing that Paul teaches, those who, who teach and preach and lead you. It is good for you if you have been blessed to give back to those uh, who, who take their time to teach and to preach to you. 
It says in verse 7, Don't be deceived, God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, he will also reap. Because the one who sows to his flesh will reap corruption from the flesh. But the one who sows to the Spirit will reap eternal life from the Spirit. Now again, here we go back on this theme of, uh, of, of doing things of the flesh and doing things of the Spirit. And Paul pretty much spells it out pretty simple here. He says, look, if you're going to live for the flesh, that is, if you're going to live a sinful life, then what you are going to reap from that is you are going to reap bad things. It's not going to end well. You are going to reap corruption. If you want to plant a garden and you want uh, and you want good good things to come up, you want to plant good seed. You want to make sure everything is just right. You want to make sure the ground is right and good fertilizer and good seed that you know we're going to produce. And you are going to make sure that everything is just right, so that so that what produces is good. But Paul says when we when we when we when we. Uh, when we sow these things that are evil, when we sow these things to the flesh, then we're not going to reap a good crop. We're not going to get any reward, any benefit from that. Just the opposite, he said, we are going to receive corruption. But if we, if we sow to the Spirit, if we do what God calls us to, if we are obedient to God and we, are, we found uh, sowing seeds of love and gentleness and patience and kindness and all of these good fruits of the Spirit, then what is going to be produced and what our end reward is going to be is going to be good things that are going to come. And so he spells out pretty simple there. Do what God calls you to do and you'll be blessed with eternal life. You live a life of sinfulness and you will face corruption. He then goes on to say, so we must not get tired of doing good for we will reap at the proper time if we don't give up. Now I don't know about you guys, but there but but sometimes I do and maybe some of you do too, but do you ever get tired of doing good? And what I mean by that is is sometimes it doesn't seem fair. Because sometimes it seems like you're doing everything right. You're being honest. You're being kind. You're not taking advantage of people. You're loving people. You're doing what's right in God's eyes. And it seems like nothing is working out for you. And then you look around and you see people who are just living in sin and living for the flesh and living in all this evil. And it seems like everything is just working out for them. And sometimes, I think as humans, we may have a tendency to say, why am I even doing anything good? What's the point? If I'm doing all right and look at all the, the wrong that's happening to me and they're doing all wrong and look at what appears to be right's happening to them, then I'm just going to throw my hands up and I'm just going to quit. And Paul knows that that may be our attitudes at times. And Paul says, look, continue on doing the good that you're doing. We must not get tired of doing good, for we will reap at the proper time if we don't give up. So what Paul is saying is, look, here in this life, we, we don't fully... We can't fully appreciate what God is going to give us. We can't fully appreciate what we are going to reap. And I know as human beings, we, we see the here and now, and even though as Christians, in our mind and in our heart, we know of a, of a better day, of an eternal day that's coming where things are going to be wonderful, but, but we see the here and now, and that can sometimes uh, can get us down a little bit. 
But what Paul is reminding us of as Christians and that we need to be reminded of is don't give up. You keep on going. When that time comes, you are going to reap what is coming to you. And when you do, it is going to be better than anything you can imagine. Don't give up on the Lord because of your current circumstances. Many of the people that Paul writes these letters to, many of the people that Jesus uh, preached to when he was on the earth were facing difficult circumstances. The apostles, they were preaching the message of Jesus Christ and they were facing persecution. The people who they were preaching to were facing persecution. These people that Paul writes these letters to are facing all these difficulties and some are tempted to turn away. That was the problem with the people at the beginning of the book of Galatians. There were some who were preaching and teaching things that were not of God. And there were some who were being tempted to, to turn away. But Paul is saying, don't give up. Keep on doing good. And when the day comes that you will be rewarded, it's going to far exceed anything that we can imagine. Even our best thoughts of what heaven can be like, we just can't even fathom of what our reward is going to be like for those of us who have put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ and remain obedient to him. And Paul is giving us that encouragement to keep on running the race. Therefore, as we have opportunity, we must work for the good of all, especially for those who belong to the household of faith. Now that's a good that's a good reminder for those of us as Christians. Paul says, look, when you have the opportunity to do good, do it to all people. Have any, has anybody in here ever had an opportunity to do good and not done it besides me? I've had opportunities in my life before that I could have done something good for somebody, and I didn't do it. It might have been because I just didn't want to, because I was selfish and it was going to inconvenience me and I didn't want to. It might have been that I was afraid to. Or what are somebody going to think if I do this, that, and the other? It, there, there are many reasons that may come up that may keep us from doing the good things we should do, but sometimes God puts opportunities in our path to do good for people. And what Paul says is when we have an opportunity to do good to all people, we should do it to all people. Now that's the tough part right there. Because you know what? It's easy for me to do good for anybody sitting in here. You know why? Because we love each other. You guys ain't mean to me. I hope I'm not too mean to y'all. We love each other. It ain't no trouble for me to do good for y'all. But there are some people in the world that it would be trouble for me to do stuff with. It'd be trouble. Because some people, they just do you wrong, and you just you just want to get back at them. You don't want to do nothing good for them. You want to punch them in the nose. But Paul says, look, when you have an opportunity to do good, do it for all people. Even when your enemy is in need, and you can do something good for them, Paul and Jesus would say, do it. And not only should we do things for all people, but even more so, he says especially for those who belong to the household of faith. Again, uh, reaffirming that, that, that unitedness, I don't know if that's a word, that unitedness of, of Christians. You see, there was a problem that he was addressing earlier that Christians shouldn't be backbiting and devouring one another so that they wouldn't consume one another. There shouldn't be tension among Christians. It should be just the opposite. We should not be uh, striving with one another over disagreements or things that we may have that, that don't have anything to do with anything. But instead, he says, as Christians, we should be trying that much harder to make sure that our relationships with our brothers and sisters in Christ are as good as they can be. He says, look, love and do good for everybody, but especially do good for your brothers and sisters in Christ. 
this is a this is a, a good time of year. We see a lot of good things that take place around Christmas. It seems like around Christmas times there are there are so many needs that are met. You go to the bank and you see a Christmas tree with names of, 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 of children who may be homeless or may not have anything and you can get a name and you can buy a gift or we can make shoe boxes and we can send them off. And there are all these different things that it seems like at Christmas time that people give to. People just have a heart of giving. People have a heart of, of doing good. And it's great that we do that in this season of our year. But you know what? God calls us to do that in every season of every year. God calls us to do that good and to meet those needs and to love people every season that there is in the year. And while we set aside Christmas to, to, to celebrate Jesus' birth, Christmas is something that is every day because Jesus came and it's something we should celebrate all the time. And what, what better time to do good works than Christmas because there are so many opportunities, but let us not miss the opportunities from January to November and not just the ones in December. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you now, and I thank you for this, this word tonight, and I pray that you would help us to um, be doers of your word, dear Lord. It's pretty serious stuff when your word talks about here that you won't be mocked, dear Lord, that, that what, we, what we sow, we will reap. So, dear Lord, help us not to sow to the flesh. God, help us to, to sow to you, to sow good things, dear Lord, so that we can reap the things that you want us to so that we can reap love and and generous and self-control in this life and then even better than that all the reward god that you're going to give us in the life to come so that we can just be ready for that dear lord i pray that you help us to do good dear lord even to those people that it's hard to do good to to do good to them and god i pray that you help us as christians to be good to one another to hold together to stand firm dear lord and I ask these things in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.